This is the podcast for the journal Genetics and Medicine, published by Springer Nature. It's the official journal of the American College of Medical Genetics and Genomics. I'm Cynthia Graber. There are thought to be perhaps 20 to 25 percent of patients with kidney failure for whom a diagnosis was never conclusively made. When these patients are awaiting kidney transplantation, understanding the underlying condition can both improve the care of the patients, but also it can have an impact on the choice of donor and on the treatment pre- and post-transplantation. And so a team of researchers in Germany conducted a study to understand whether genetic testing could improve the outcome for this population. The results are published in the journal Genetics and Medicine. Eva Schretzenmeier is a clinician at Charité Universita Medizin Berlin and is one of the study's authors. It's also important to know for us, for example, when they get a kidney transplant and they're handled under this title of unknown kidney disease, when they, for example, develop proteinuria or a worsen graft function, we always have the idea that they might have an underlying autoimmune kidney disease, which is treatable. And if we know that they have a genetic kidney disease, our treatment is also different. And it helps us to interpret the pathology, for example. Karsten Bergman is a clinician and professor of human genetics at Medizinische Genetik Mainz. It is really crucial to know if, if there is an underlying genetic cause, because in these uh, cases, you can really get rid of these um, useless uh, therapeutic approaches with uh, immunosuppressive or, or steroids. Yeah, So that does not help in these cases. And in contrast, the prognosis in those patients with a genetic disease is usually good after transplantation, but in clear contrast uh, to patients with an autoimmunology um, or disorder, which usually have recurrence as a transplant. So the researchers screened their transplantation waiting list for all undiagnosed patients. They looked for clear evidence that would lead to a diagnosis of a particular kidney disease, even if those patients had been previously undiagnosed. So we looked at all these clinical characteristics and said then, ah, okay, this is, uh, patients might be suspicious for this and that disease. And we also look very much at the family history of these patients, because this was something that was not very systematically reported in all patients. And yeah, we tried to get all these information from patients, the records, and their treating physicians. And then we made a kind of rating. Is a genetic diagnosis likely? Do they have like a concise diagnosis? Do they have something that is just plausible? Do they have like lupus or do they have a previous biopsy that has proven like IgA nephropathy? And then we said these cases are solved. And then we had a big bunch of patients who were unsolved. The stringent criteria for performing the genetic analysis ruled out most of the potential patients in the cohort. At the end, there were 126 patients for whom the team analyzed the genes most likely to contribute to a monogenetic kidney disease. So we, we actually detected diagnostically relevant mutations, variants, in more than 20% of our, in, in total, more than 120 patients that we analyzed. And so in these patients, we identified variants which we thought are pathogenic for those individuals. So in our concrete cohort, we found some patients with uh, thrombotic microangiopathy, and this really changes our treatment of them when they get the transplant. We start them on complement inhibition, 
And we also found a suspicious uh, Fabry mutation and they underwent clinical screening. And I think what we are also, also for uh, Fabry, we're also heading towards gene therapy. And it's also good to know which patients have which disease and you only achieve this and find yeah, patients for a potential future treatment mm -hmm. if you have identified them. Of course, 20% is not all of the undiagnosed patients. The researchers say that number could increase in the future by expanding the genes under investigation, as well as expanding the age range of the patients to be assessed. And in the future, scientists will likely develop a better understanding of polygenic causes of kidney disease, as well as the interplay between genetics and other factors in a patient's life. But Dr. Schretzenmeier says this study has helped hasten their use of genetic testing. They start first by trying to figure out what the underlying condition is. And now, if we don't have the answer, which is obvious, then we recommend or we do genetic testing. And this is independent whether we only see a patient with a chronic kidney disease who still has a chance that by finding out really the underlying disease, we improve his kidney function, or if it's genetic, then we know, okay, we can avoid steroid therapy. We can stop immunosuppression. And I think this was done in the past much later. So we not only try to do this when the patients are listed, but if we catch them earlier with uh, still some remaining kidney function, we uh, start thinking about this. And so I think we try to have no patient listed with unknown kidney disease without genetic testing. There's still some where we don't know what they have, but okay, maybe in 10 years, we're even better. Genetics and Medicine is the official journal of the American College of Medical Genetics and Genomics and is published by Springer Nature. I'm Cynthia Graber.